welcome back to the final shot podcast today the show is brought to you by pfizer just kidding we're brought to you by on it if you're not on it get on it at on it.com forward slash tfs podcast and save 10 percent we're also brought to you by Omega Performance. If you guys haven't checked out that website, go check them out. If you like psilocybin mushrooms, if you like Kratom, Viagra, Cialis, uh, hey, man, you want some trend? Go go check them out. Omega, eh? Yeah. You guys said the real sponsor. Omega Performance. Use the promo code FINALSHOT, and you will save 10% on your purchase. We're also brought to you by USG Canada. Howie Lee, the OG is sponsors on this show. Check him out at their brand new website, usgfightgear.com. Use the promo code TFS podcast and you will save 15% on your purchase. Tell them I personally sent you and you'll save 20% on your purchase. Guys, well, there you go. I, I still got uh, the last walkout uniform that Howie made me for, uh, I was supposed to fight Stan. Yeah two years ago and i was like i still have that walkout outfit so so how he's gonna get some pub for this fight too <laughs> perfect glad they still sponsor you if you guys are on rumble because we're not allowed on youtube you can see my guest today he is a former one million time guest on this show and he also had his own segment for a little bit it's been about a yeah. year since we've talked ladies yeah. and gentlemen adam the boogeyman braidwood boogie man you know what it's funny because we had a little side comment there about uh why we hadn't talked and it's it's funny because people are like oh why are you guys talking anymore i'm like dude man like it's we talked all the time for years <laughs> like and now i'm actually glad that we're catching up now because now you've given me a rundown of what you got going on i think it's fucking cool i think the whole pol the political thing's fucking amazing i i i feel like i should run for council now i don't think i'd get in but uh I haven't actually talked about that on the show yet, but just for everybody that's listening, I'm elected um, counselor in my town now, and I will be running for mayor uh, January 2023. And I know what everybody's going to think. Oh, the idiot that used to make memes on Instagram all the time. Well, yeah, the idiot's 40 years old now with two kids. Yeah, so there you go. And we all live in there. Because you know what? You That's one of the problems with the internet now. It's like... Yeah. The shit you say 10 years ago might not be relevant. That's kind of how it got with myself as well. Like, I kind of, it kind of died. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, put your head down and fucking work, right? I had to build a business. And then for this fight, I had to train. And, and you know what, Barry, he's a young, he's a young kid. And, uh, and like we were talking about, it's a great fucking fight to focus on, but there's no need to, to hype it up. Like, the fight's already happening. I got the fight that I wanted. Uh, a lot of people thought I was retired. Uh, I wasn't. I was still training. I was still looking at fights. You know, for me, being in the gym is like probably one of the things that keeps me somewhat sane because it, if I'm not in there, you know, Rich, he's like, yeah, he's like my dad, basically, right? Like he gives me a lot of guidance, a lot of insight into things. It's uh, it's a mentorship. Uh, uh, aside from the boxing, too, it's all very positive. And even, like, Little Oaks, uh, he's not little anymore. He's uh, turning into a man. Like, he's in there training, and we actually have a great atmosphere in the gym right now, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of that. And that's, and that's one of the positive things about boxing is, like, you know, uh, it takes a lot of kids – a lot of people in general out of shitty situations where they have somewhere positive to be. We work with uh, the 700 club there with Ivy. Yeah. 
uh, you should interview her too, actually, one of these days. She's uh, doing a lot of really good work in the community, all the First Nation uh, community. And uh, she has, I think, eight or nine kids fighting. And uh, for me, it's it's a positive thing. So when, when I got off of this fight, they called me and they're like, oh, you gotta, we got to fight in October. I was like, well, I need more than two months to get ready because I don't have a huge amateur career. And so, like, people talk about ring rust and stuff it's irrelevant to me because I don't have this huge extensive background. Each fight is like my first fight basically. Right. Like I'm fighting a new person every time where I have to learn new things. And now I'm at the point now where I've learned quite a bit, but now it's time to fight a Southpaw. So that's starting over again. And this, this is going to be a fun fight because you have a boxer he, he is a boxer with an amateur pedigree. I think he's got close to 100 fights or something like that, maybe 70. And I'm a puncher. I'm a brawler. And I know how to box a little bit now. I'm going to be in shape. I'll come into the ring probably about 242, which is, uh, which is what I was for my last fight. And that was the best I've ever felt. And so I think with this fight, they're just going to hope that I get tired and move around. <laughs> and try to box and I mean I did 12 rounds the other night and yeah it's just sparring and like he spars with Simon and there's all this speculation shit well you can talk to everybody that I've ever sparred and they'll probably say the same thing I don't fucking spar like I fight I fight much different and to me there's two kinds of guys we used to say this in football uh, all the time it's like some guys Look the part. Some guys act the part. Some guys are missing parts, right? And so, well, we've sparred. Yes, we have. We have sparred, and we had some fun. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, really a long time ago. Yeah, that was a little while ago. Are you still training quite a bit, or what? You got the the, the gym now. You're working now. I'm, you're a politician. You're gonna get fat. <laughs> I lift weights, dude. That's I don't. I'm, it's good for you though. I got. I don't have any drive to punch anybody in the face. What is that like? I literally, that's like my life, right? Like, it, they say that, that what's that, that Jordan Peterson? It's like a good man is a dangerous man who has it under control. Well, I fucking barely have it under control. I barely, we're boiling at the surface here. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it, it, it becomes a choice at a certain time that uh, you have to move a lot of shit around in your schedule, man. Like, it's, wow. it's not easy. It's not easy to fit that in in a full time schedule. And that's, that was why I got away from the phone chair. I lost contact with a ton of people uh and i used to love that because it used to energize me like uh my coach was always like no it's a distraction i'm like no it energizes me it gets me fired up when people fire this off but uh it gets to be too much after a while it gets to be invasive and now i see all these people and they they pretty much uh document everything in their life and i'm like i don't care what you're eating i don't care it doesn't benefit me in any way to watch what other people are doing because most of it's just bullshit anyway it just really is like I could be scouring. I'll watch Alexis's fights and I'll I'll make adjustments and game plans off of like what I see, and he can do the same. Problem is, is I'm a different fighter every time. So I hope he looks at my old fights and I hope he, he thinks that's me because it's not. Uh, this fight will probably be my best fight yet. I got some. Uh, I got some uh, unfinished business in the boxing world and I'm 38 right now. And I feel like I'm 28, to be honest with you. 
I go out and I do my sprints. Actually, I might go do it today. It's looking like it'll be a nice day. I started incorporating swimming, uh, biking. I got one of those electric bikes that I have to turn off, obviously, to get in shape. <laughs> Doesn't really count when you're, you're buzzing around. But, uh, you know, like I, I'm lucky enough where I live in an area that's specifically for training. When my girlfriend moved out here, she was like, fuck, you just you got a gym in your backyard. This must be all you do. I was like, yeah, it kind of is. I like it. You know what I mean? I like it. I'll go chop wood. I'll actually do that today. You know, with the pipeline getting shut down and everything. <laughs> Who knows what energy costs are going to be. So I got a bunch of cords of firewood. And somebody told me they're making burning firewood illegal. I was like, what? Well, yeah, carbon tax. You got to pay a carbon tax to have to burn firewood. And I was like, well. Well, that prick's going up here January 1st. Triple. Triple, triple, triple. Oh, really? So yeah. they got They're triple in the tax. Really? So when the carbon tax first came out, it was $25 per whatever the the rating is. Now it's going to be $175 per that that rating. Oh, man. You know, the complexities of the world. I try to uh, stay away from all that <laughs> stuff. Like you get fucking banned like yourself. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll sell out uh, and just start. Tell me everything and lying about everything that I do. Maybe, I maybe at a later date, I'll bring you on the other podcast, Project Vanguard, and then we can go. We can go and in, in deep into it. Yeah, we can do a little bit of it because that's the one I, I have two podcasts. Obviously, this one, the final shot, which I try to keep from getting banned off things, but I haven't been successful because I brought Chris Sky on the show. Uh, oh that guy yeah they hate him where's he at right now is he fucking locked down or what i think he's in europe actually oh really yeah, yeah. i've heard it's a little more free over there in some places obviously some places definitely not i was listening but you know i haven't traveled right and that's you know what though that's the one thing that really motivates me for this fight because i can fucking travel to go fight <laughs> and that's what i want to do i haven't seen much of the world right I'm, yeah. uh unfortunately um only been through North America. I had the opportunity to go all over the States for football and stuff, which was a fucking blast. And I'd love to go back down there one day, but Europe, Asia, there's a lot of the world out there. And a lot of people are unfortunately scared to put themselves out there and to go see it. But I was like, Hey, you know what? What better way to go see the world than go fight other tough men in fucking other countries and see what we're all made out of. Well, I've seen a lot of the world. I've been to a lot of places. I've been to Europe. I've been to Thailand. I've been to all these other like hot spots with my my dad used to take us on a trip every year yeah but there's certain places in canada that i haven't seen yet i'd love to go to the yukon i've never been to the yukon my brothers both of my brothers have been there they go hunting up there my little brother he's he was up there working and stuff but i've heard it's uh yeah i'll go with you i, I know a, i know a guy up there is building hotels or something like that we go yeah. up there and hang out a little bit I hear it's like either nighttime or daytime, depending on what time of year you go. <laughs> There's yeah. no cycle. I'd love to go to uh, visit Ryan Rizicki in Cape Breton. You know what? I've been there. I've been to Cape Breton. He's uh, what's he do? He's got a tough fight coming up, there, don't he? Yeah, he's got a good fight coming up. I think it's a cruiserweight title eliminator or something, something like that. Good for him, yeah, they do good work out there. I told them you know one of their shows too, but. Uh, you know, it's it's tough to get a West Coast guy all the way out to the East Coast, right? It's expensive, yeah. man. Like uh, a lot of these promoters 
they don't make a ton. And uh, that's what people always ask. Like, why aren't you fighting? I go, well, no Vancouver promoter will put me on a show. Ask me why. I couldn't tell you. They always make the same excuse. They're like, oh, it's money and stuff. I'm like, well, I've offered to fight for free. So you guys are lying. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, it just comes down to politics, right? They want their guys on the show and right i guess they don't want to sell a lot of tickets or have like a repeating successful show but uh promoters from other provinces you know unless i'm fighting a local guy which they would want obviously in their favor yeah unless it's dylan because i'm sure everybody wants to see dylan get beat up at some point um but it's expensive to fly two teams out to do a fight right and like i'm not going to be fighting very many local guys I was super excited for this fight because I said, fucking perfect. This guy will take the fight. It's his promoter, I believe. Like, that's his. He signed with Yan. And he's young, up and coming guy. He's uh, 27 or 26. And he's got a great amateur career. He's 7 and 0. Oh, and, uh, you know, for me, it's like, it's enough of a challenge for me to get off off my ass and go force myself to go do sprints around the track. I'm going to do these 400 meter sprints. I don't know if people have ever tried to do that, but I'd say the most traumatic thing you can do to a human who doesn't train is tell them to get up off the couch and sprint a hundred yards as fast as they can and watch their hamstrings blow out. And, uh, you know, their hip flexors cramp up and, yeah. you know, I do 400 meter sprints when I get ready for these fights. And, uh, uh, I thought I was getting in pretty good shape. And then Jeff was like, well, why don't I come out and run with you this one day? And I was like, yeah, laughing. I was like, sure. And she fucking kept up with me. She's like a gazelle and she's running behind me. Like She was like, if you think you can get away, I'll find you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. She's That's serious. <laughs> uh, I, I like this fight. I like the fact that you're you're coming back against the top guy in Canada. There's one thing that drives me nuts about the fight, though. We've got you guys sitting in the main event, two Canadian guys. One of them is the sitting Canadian heavyweight champion. And yeah. we don't have a goddamn belt on the line. Tell me about it, buddy. Uh, Rich uh, tried to put that in the contract. Uh, they didn't want to do it. And it comes down, it's, you know what, it's a great fight because winner of that can fight the number one guy, whoever that happens to be. I have no idea. I don't look at that sort of a thing. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's this fight is supposed to lead to more belts. But I said, well, this fight is a championship fight, if you ask me, yeah. right? Because uh, he's been active. He has the belt. I'm coming out of inactivity to fight him. I was ranked number two when, uh, when they uh, deemed me as inactive. Yep. Uh, which fair enough, you know, they got to keep up to date on the site. A lot of guys just sit on their ass and don't do anything on purpose. Me, I was just waiting for a call. But uh, um, I think it should be for a Canadian title. And you know what? Even if it's not, it will lead to other belts. But I want the fucking Canadian title because I think I deserve it, number one. And I think it, it provides a lot more interesting fights. I know I'll be active because if you look at who's had it, Aladdin had it, nothing with it. Dylan had it, didn't do nothing with it. Simon never had it because he has his uh, belts. And now this kid has it, and now he's fighting a real fucking guy, but he's not putting it on the line. Me, if I got the Canadian title, every promotion should be putting me on their card to fight their heavyweight. And if they won't, then I'll go international, and I will go fight for Commonwealth. I'll go fight for Eurasia. I'll go fight wherever, anytime, 
you know, I'm kind of taking uh, Ryan Ford philosophy, like, fuck it, let's just go fight everybody. Well, it, it, I looked at the fight, and I looked at the whole card. We've got the co-main event, which is going to be a title fight for a North American title. But the main event is literally being held in Canada with two Canadian guys. One of them's a top guy. The other one was a top guy until inactivity came and nobody was calling for a fight. Why the hell are we not putting up the $600 to put the stupid belt on the line so that we can get a Canadian? This is why the Canadian title means nothing. And it's unfortunate because what I've seen in the past, and this, I'm not trying to like be negative or anything or knock anybody. I've seen guys who don't deserve it go fight for it. And then they don't do anything. Like they just retire. Like it's like, it's like they wanted to take one last kick in the can and retire champion so they can go sell cars, whatever the fuck it is that they're doing. And they can have that on the resume. Well, that ain't fair. That ain't fair because somebody in Canada. Uh, you know, you look at past champions, guys, like, obviously, everybody brings up Chavalo. Well, because he fucking fought all the time, man. Like, he had a hundred and something fights, and he represented that belt properly, and then went and fought Muhammad Ali. And, and I can do that. I'd go fight some of these guys. I've been offered some of these top guys. And, uh, you know, like, I would love to have that Canadian belt and put that on the line against other guys' belts, and I'll collect fucking belts for the next whatever three or four years and uh as long as i can keep doing this and i think uh i think it's important for people in canada that was one of the things that i also get mentioned too it's like man like everybody was hyped up over that fight ran into a buddy of mine from high school i hadn't talked to in you know probably 15 20 years and uh he was like dude you really hyped up that fight i really got into boxing after and i said yeah man it was it was fun like we had fun and like if i were to say the number one reason why we don't talk anymore is because I stopped fucking having fun, right? When the fight shit ended, when like that lockdown happened, I pretended like it didn't affect me. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. But I stopped having like a lot of fun, man. Like it, it was fun. It's it, you know going to do the press conferences, going to go talk um, to all the media. I had really good relationships with everybody, and uh, we were we were spitting out original content. And I bet you we had uh, probably still one of the highest all Canadian pay per views in Canada, and uh, and I think we can do that again, right? It's it's not that I'm uh, against like social media or against doing interviews and stuff like that. It's just like give me something to talk about, right? And so this fight, not a lot to talk about, a lot to prove though, right? Yeah. Like uh, I don't want to scare Barrier and tell him like what I'm really thinking because he. <laughs> probably get creeped out and back out but like you know he he's a great matchup stylistically it's a great fight you know you got a guy who likes to box and a guy who likes to punch right and so we're gonna see who can get off first i think he'll be surprised at, at the level of boxing that i do have yeah. and uh i think uh my speed will surprise him and then the one thing i know for sure is that power will surprise him He's never been hit by a guy like me, whether it's inspiring or not. Well, let's just lay this dog to rest then because I keep getting messages. Oh, you guys don't talk. You guys hate each other. You guys don't like each other. It's got, it's got nothing to do with that. Um, No, it's, it's, it's me really. It's me. I got, uh, I got sidetracked. It's a two way street. I haven't texted you either. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, nothing ever happened it's like lockdown happened i kind of changed gears and and to me revisiting this stuff uh fucking sucks when you're not doing it right and uh 
it's tough and like just getting back in the swing of doing interviews and stuff like I really don't answer my phone too much right and it's like it's frustrating uh because you know I have a lot of really good relationships in this sport of a lot of my friends my extended family and uh you know you and I we talked every day because we were plotting on people and uh, and it's tough to revisit that shit uh, when you're not doing it. And so now that I kind of know what you're doing a little bit more, you know, like there'll definitely be some more interviews. And like, I'm super interested in some of the work that you're doing when you turn off the camera there and told me some of the shit you were doing. I was like, fuck, well, that's pretty fucking interesting. Like, good for you because you re, uh, what do you call that? Uh, you revamped what yeah. you were doing a little bit. You had to get more serious, do some more like in depth journalism. You're a journalist now. <laughs> kind of, yeah, I guess. But there's a there's a special bond that gets created with people that have actually punched each other in the face too. We have hit each other, um, yeah. and we were running mates for probably what four years solid. Yeah. It, it was uh, it was a slow and steady build because I was building my fight career. You were building your media presence, and like you were commentating fights, like you were at. Like people were flying uh, us out together, which was really cool because it, uh, I don't think people understand the amount of free work that you do and the amount of work that it takes in production. And it, it's, it's really, it's a thankless job because uh, you're not getting paid for it most of the time. Like you've obviously built your sponsors and stuff yeah. up, access to some cool things. But when I started revisiting, uh sponsorship and stuff i really didn't approach a lot of people because it's a lot of fucking work man it's a lot of work to do those posts i was supposed to go yesterday uh to pick up some gear from uh, uh one of my buddies at a dealership and i ended up training twice and i missed it and i was like oh yeah fuck i was supposed to go do that and do that interview take some photos uh because it's an angles job and it is a lot of work but you know, we'll, we'll win this fight. We'll see what happens. You know, we can uh, start changing things. We can keep in better touch. A, lo a lot of people don't quite understand the amount of work that, like, when we met, people knew who you were from your CFL career and stuff like that, but nobody had a fucking idea. Like, and nobody knew who the fuck I was either. No, it uh, it caught everybody off guard. It uh, it was like, well, how do you guys know each other? And where? It's like, well, no, we've actually met. We've actually spent some time together, trained together, and then because you knew who I was because of the uh, football stuff, and then I was like, cool. And then uh, I'm starting to learn who you were, and then I actually learned you were living on the island at uh, one point, and so there was like this definite connection. We had a know. mutual coach too, and I came. Okay. Yeah, Adam's he does. Mutual Back coach. when I used to do kung fu, and uh... <laughs> so I showed up at the to visit Victoria, and he's like, "Hey, will you go spar with this mongoloid over here?" I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. All right. Cool. Have you, have you done? Yeah. Well, I, uh, I can help myself a little bit. I know what I'm doing. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, you got no problem uh, dusting it up a little bit. That was fun though. But yeah, it, it kind of seems like the old gang uh, broke up. I actually called Dario out of the blue uh, just to catch him off guard. Fuck, was I disappointed at what that guy's doing? Was I sent him the Zoom link today too, but no response. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's living the good life down there in Florida. I was kind of hoping the hurricane would get him, but uh, well, man, his, yeah. his mom must have bought him a house or something so he's i think she did yeah i think she did i think they're doing like some home renovation thing or something oh, you know good for but, him. Uh, you know these fucking millennials these days right they don't have to work for nothing yeah <laughs> uh 
they just want a, an app to do everything for them. But it, uh, it's, it's kind of fun to think about where the whole thing started, though. <laughs> yeah, it did. It kind of started out of nowhere, didn't it? It just kind of organically yeah. happened. Yeah, everybody thought it was like a plan. I was, no, oh, it, you don't know me. <laughs> it, it escalated into me driving to Edmonton one night when Dylan Carmen went there for a Big Brother reunion, got kicked out of there. You did get kicked out of did some funny shit. I was actually surprised we didn't get put on like a no fly list or anything like that. Well, it sounds like you've continued on with the banning. I took the different direct. I just said, you know what? I'm not going to say anything to get any extra attention. I just like put everything aside. I was like, all this spying stuff and all this shit. I was like, you know what? I'm not into all that stuff. Like, I actually got an email yesterday and it was like, uh, the government can sponsor or can now read all of your conversations yeah. with these apps. And I was like, yeah, well, they could always do that. I was pretty 37 sure. million people had their phones tracked. It's unfortunate. But you know what? I always say this. I go, it is a choice to have a cell phone. It is a choice. You do not have. If somebody 20 years ago went to everybody and said, hey, will you carry around a device with you that records everything you say, all your innermost thoughts, all your purchases, puts all your most sensitive information on it, uh, and people can harvest that at any time, would you carry it? Everybody would have said no. But now everybody knows that. and They're just like, oh, well, it's easier. Right. Well, how how are you supposed to do anything in life now without having a phone? Like your bank's on your phone, your everything's on your phone. I've actually figured out a system that that can possibly, in theory, it, it would work. But it, it is a lot of work because you know the the whole driving force behind that is the commerce and the willingness to participate in commerce. And yeah. so, like when I go see certain clients, it's like, oh, I'll you transfer you, and I'm like what i'm like no no i use like any cash right yeah. and so the only way to get around it is because because uh laptops oddly enough are more secure than mobile devices you could drive around and use your computer as and uh, use a hotspot, and you could have a flip phone right just for those everyday calls yeah. that you got to make and then you can use a hotspot and use a laptop. I have a GPS in my truck uh, just because uh, I don't like everything being harvested. Not that I have anything to hide or to care about, but, and people, because people use this argument all the time. Like, well, I don't have anything to hide. I'm like, well, currently you don't. I go, but, you know, as things progress, unfortunately, people who have power don't like to let go of that power and information is power. And so, you know, there's all these people fighting over information and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that a lot of those people use that for nefarious purposes, right? An example of that could be, I've heard of some gang members that were down in California and they're standing with a kid who is developmentally disabled. Uh, they said, in the article and he was standing with these gang members when the police came up interviewed him linked him to organized crime and now he's on no fly lists he gets harassed every time uh, he can't renew his driver's license and like obviously that's an extreme case but you know with all these protests and stuff going on like i don't want to be linked to people like that right like people who get super political and like send me all this stuff and then they get banned and i'm like well, if we're standing next to each other, we both have current iPhones, we can now be linked, right? And, yep. I, and it's like, 
I'm not into all that. Right? I, I like try to not to send. I try not to send stuff digitally to to people. Like I'll post stuff on my own, but I I yeah. try to refrain from texting things to people. Um, yeah. If I want to, if you're interested in what I have on my story, anybody that's listening to this, feel free to contact me. Yeah. I will. I'll call you or whatever, but I just, I won't talk about it over the internet. Yeah. No, and it's smart because even, even this, like, it's, it's funny if we turn off the recording, but it's probably still being recorded somewhere. Oh. And, uh, and, and like the more, the more articles I read on this, like, whether it's fear mongering or not, it's like, they're measuring your keystrokes and where your hands at on the screen. And I'm like, you know what, man? It's really not that important for me to have that much convenience when it comes to buying shit. I really don't need you to guess what I need. If I need something, I'll go find it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's unfortunate because we have such a great tool with the internet we can promote fights we can do all this uh all this we can reach a lot of people we can you know like never in my life did i think i'd be trying to learn french again you know after (laughs) traumatic experience in elementary school or high school trying to learn french i'm still trying to learn it and uh you know you get to connect with a lot of people which is very cool which is very cool and as long as people use it just for that great is that gonna happen fuck no but you know we're here's, what, here's what's interesting we brought you on today to talk about a fight and we can't keep focused on the fight because <laughs> there's something else that we actually want to talk about and we'll do there's it on- lots to talk about yeah there's lots to talk about i do have so here's the fight let's break it down and we'll wrap it up <laughs> fucking up. um so we have the fight alexis barrier november 5th i do believe you might know this. They're going to probably live stream it, I think. They'll have a link if you talk to anybody who knows. Um, what I heard is it might be a pay-per-view. Okay. Uh, maybe on the Fight TV app. But if not, if it's not picked up by some kind of a streaming service, um, it'll probably be live streamed on YouTube or Facebook. Okay, perfect. So, yeah. So, we'll, I'll have the the... the whatever link there is, I'll have that posted. I'll put it on uh, my social media. And then uh, <clears throat> this fight, I guarantee you, well, one, it's my coming out party and I've been training fucking hard for it. I, it feels like I've been training for about four or five months for it. But uh, <laughs> it does. Like, it really does because I've been, I've been fortunate enough that I had plenty of time uh, to get ready for this fight. You know, Rich gets me right no matter what under yeah. the whatever circumstances we have, you know, like my training is always horrendous. I think my skipping warm up will tap most people out. And uh, uh, this fight, it's going to, it's going to decide whether or not I continue on. And my plan is to continue on and to continue fighting. And uh, this fight, it's going to be electric because I don't let shit go to decisions. You know, uh, whether he tries to or not, he might take a play on the Simon's book and come right at me and try to bring the fright to me and catch me off guard. Or he might run and, and try to tire me out. Either way, you know, I've gained that experience over the years that I'll be ready for whatever uh, he throws at me. He's obviously, he's a big heavyweight, six foot four, 240, 230 pounds. Yeah. So he can knock people out too. And uh, I'm assuming he's going to try to. And then when I start throwing leather, Johnny Football is going to fucking take him out. And so uh, I think uh, people should tune into this fight. 
not only because it's going to be a very exciting fight. It could be for a title. You never know. Our lobbying might pay off last minute. You never know. But, uh, you know, you have a new up-and-coming kid that whatever happens after this fight, you know, after I finish hurting him, then he can move on and he can regroup and he can go fight some other guys that I fought, build himself back up. And then uh, once I handle my business and I can uh, move on and uh, continue having some great fights, we'll get you out there commentating and uh, we'll get some new sponsors set up and we'll bring Alex Jones to one of the cards. And uh, is he allowed across the border or what? I don't think so. He just uh, he just lost a settlement for the Sandy Hook thing for over a billion dollars. So that won't stick, but uh, is what it is. Yeah, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, Anytime the regular news, see here we go get distracted again. <laughs> Anytime the regular news fucks up, <laughs> they get a bonus. But uh, you know, for the little guys out there, they uh, they get fined a billion dollars, something they can't afford. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, I got banana bread, uh, French toast, <laughs> and Sunday morning, and uh, pretty excited about that. And I'm gonna go for a nice long hike, and then go for a run, and then take some pictures in a pumpkin patch. Oh, that sounds uh, very domesticated of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I get it all out in the fight now, right? It's like the exciting time comes for fight night. I don't have exciting days every day. I have good days every day. I actually have great days every day. And then all the excitement comes, we're going to get, I told Jen that she has to wear an evening gown to the dress, and she doesn't believe me, but, you know. We'll, yeah. see, we'll, try. we'll try to get her all evening gowned up for uh, this fight card. People in Quebec, they do dress up. They dress up in evening gowns just to go fuck grocery shopping out there. It's that uh, hip and trendy. I used to dress up to the fights in Edmonton. Exactly. We're going to get dressed up. We're going to do a nice Deshaun Johnson's on the card. Okay. You know, we're representing the stage boxing. So, you know, that we're going to come ready to fucking fight. And so I think, uh, I think people should tune into this fight. And then, you know what, fuck it, we'll do some more podcasts. <laughs> well, I'll get you out of here before we uh, we say something we're not supposed to say on, on the air. But uh, thanks for making the time. I appreciate it. It was great to catch up with you. Um, oh, yeah. Folks, we don't hate each other. We're still, <laughs> we're still good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and uh, November 5th, make sure I'll blast it out on my social media as well as Adam, where you can watch the fight, how you can tune in. Perfect. And, uh We'll just fucking get this fight done and move on. Exactly. We'll have a good one. It's been a long right, time coming. That's right the on. final shot.